This podcast of the Model Health Show is presented to you by Sean Stevenson with Rare Gym Productions. For more information, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to the Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson here with my amazing producer and co-host of the Model Health Show, Miss Jade Harrell. What's up, Jade? What's happening, Sean? What's happening, huh? <laughs> How are you today? Today I'm experiencing the rewards of my transform action. Transform action? Yes. What is that? I've got actions in place for my transformation, and uh, I'm reaping the reward. That needs to go into the book. It's in the book. I like that. <laughs> Can you say it again? Transform action. Transform action. Let's see some transform action. <laughs> awesome. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the show today. We've got a very, very mm. special guest, a living legend okay. on the episode today. And it's just going to be powerhouse. This is going to be some more paradigm shifting information. Something that's going to be valuable for your life and mm. the lives of the people you care about for many, many years to come. I'm sure of it. Fantastic. Before we get to our guests, I want to give a quick shout out to my drink today. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm not talking about the sippy sippy. You're not talking about the joy juice? No, I'm not talking about <laughs> getting tipsy in the morning. I'm talking about my lion's mane oh, that's good. tea that I had this that's morning. Good. And you know that this is something that I have on a pretty daily, mm -hmm. pretty consistent daily basis, um, having some medicinal mushrooms for my kind of morning elixir. And I've been doing this for many, many years. But over the past year, I've had the good fortune and joy of utilizing Four Sigmatic oh, yeah. for their incredible mushroom elixirs. And the reason I love them so much is that they're dual extracted. So they're using a hot water extract as well as an alcohol extract to be able to pull all the goodies out of the mushroom that you're trying to get. So you're getting all the beta-glucan compounds plus the triterpene compounds, kind of uh, hormonal steroidal compounds as well. So it's really, really great. And it's super easy to use. They're convenient to take these little packets with you. Just got back from the Philippines not too long ago. Oh, Definitely threw those in my bag and brought those along with me. And the reason that I had lion's mane today is that this mushroom is increasingly studied for its neuroprotective effects. There are very few things that have some clinical documentation to back up the fact that it does protect your brain. The University of Malaya confirmed the neuroregenerative potential of lion's mane specifically for helping brain injuries, right? And it features a powerful class of nerve growth factors um, that are stimulating the differentiation of your, of your brain cells and also remyelination of your neurons. How important is this? Huge. So the myelination, that's the laying down of this kind mm -hmm. of insulation for those nerves being able to fire so that you can do stuff, right? Right. So <laughs> that you remember how to move your lips and chew, uh -huh. right? All of these things are laid down that automation is brought on by myelin. And so this is something that's protective over that. So they've got that. They've got the Rishi, Chaga, so many amazing mushroom elixirs, and I use them all, just depending on the results that I want. So today, I knew that I was doing the show. Lion's Mane was the order of the Excellent. day. Excellent. So Excellent. head over there, check them out. It's foursigmatic.com forward slash model. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com forward slash M-O-D-E-L. And you're going to get 15% off. So head over, check them out. And let's get to the iTunes review of the week. All right. Well, this one is from Taylor889. Can't say enough good things about this podcast. I simply can't get enough of this podcast. Sean and Jade provide their listeners with such fantastic information that can improve every area of their lives. I love how their podcast is set up since they typically start with the science and then always bring it back to how you can improve your life on a daily basis. I couldn't tell you the amount of books I have written on my notepad from their never ending list of guests that they have on the show. 
So much good info to dig into. I can't thank you both enough for teaching me something new in every single episode. You are the best. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. You are the best. Right back at you. I appreciate that so much. Everybody, thank you for leaving those reviews on iTunes. It means the world to us. Keep them coming. And make sure that you're subscribed to the show so you stay up to date with all the goodness that we're dropping. And none better than today. (laughs) Our guest today, and this is another one to add to that list that she mentioned. I'm writing it And definitely get your hands on this one. This is must-have in your library. And it's from Dr. Joseph Mercola, the (laughs) one and only. And he is a passionate advocate of natural medicine, a wellness champion, and a visionary who has implemented much-needed changes in our current healthcare system. He is a real change-maker. As a physician for over 30 years, he's treated tens of thousands of patients at his wellness center outside of Chicago. And in 1997, he created Mercola.com, which everybody should know about at this point. And for the last 13 years, has been the most visited natural health website in the world. Wow. And he's a New York Times bestselling author of books, including Effortless Healing and The No Grain Diet. And he's also appeared on national media such as CNN, Fox News, ABC, The Today Show and Dr. Oz. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to welcome to the Model Health Show, Dr. Joseph Mercola. Woo-hoo. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I am so grateful to have you on today and excited. And first of all, for myself, I want to know your backstory, your superhero origin story. What got you interested in health and wellness in the first place? Well, just one of those things. I was fortunate enough early on to recognize my passion, which was health. I uh, read a book by Dr. Ken Cooper in 1968 called Aerobics, which started me on a journey of exercise. Unfortunately, not the ideal type of exercise, but nevertheless, it was exercise for 43 years before I really shifted to a more optimal strategy to to use exercise to build my health. And then I was passionate about uh, technology. Mm. I took my first computer science course in 1968. Wow. uh, Computer programming was online in the early 70s. So... Uh, I've been I'm no no uh, stranger to computers, and I just merged those two passions and was able to provide information uh, to the public to help them really uh, give them details on how to avoid conventional strategies that are typically recommended, like drugs and surgery, which typically contribute to needless pain and suffering, and very rarely ever address the cause of the health condition. Exactly. I can't tell you how many times I've referred people over to your site when they're asking about a particular issue because of your ability to package up the information. And I'm very grateful that you had that the audacity to combine the technology to make this so readily available. I'm curious, what was the catalyst for you to shift gears, you know, from the kind of conventional medical paradigm, that training to really opening yourself up to all of this other information and and actually really powerful proven things for chronic illnesses uh, with more natural medicine? Well, one of the uh, principles that's taught at almost every medical school is to listen to your patients. Uh, Unfortunately, most physicians tend to forget that relatively quickly. Uh, There's a few who adopt it, of course, but it's a really powerful strategy. So I just simply listen to my patients. And even though I was brainwashed, manipulated, and deceived in medical school and adopted the pharmacological model, I uh, embraced listening to the patients and, and it just didn't make sense. People would come on, come in and I'd put them on an anti-ulcer drug and they, they said, but doctor, don't you need acid to digest your food? And I said, hmm, that makes sense. But, mm. you know, they say it's, it's, it works. So, you know, I investigated <laughs> things more carefully and, 
and uh, did some critical thinking and explored these concepts and came to alternate conclusions than I was taught in school. So I, and, and then I initially found a community of physicians, like-minded physicians, who were, embraced this uh, philosophies a lot longer than I did, and they mentored me in the process. And, and I just, I love reading, so I just read a lot of material and studies and books and developed some experience and, and used the therapies with my patients and Many of them were getting better, so I knew I knew there was some of some truth to the strategies. Absolutely, you know, one of the things that's pretty obvious is the results. You know, mm-hmm. to see that with the different people who've been able to work with you, and obviously the results that you have in your own life. But something important that you said is that you were adamant and active about research yourself, and that's something that tends to fall to the wayside. Once somebody graduates from medical school, because you're so busy with the day to day thing. And uh, that's huge for us. And moving forward into the future, you're already looking ahead and teaching people what's to come. And a big part of that is featured in your new book, Fat for Fuel, Fat for Fuel. And it's a revolutionary diet to combat cancer, boost brain power and increase your energy. So can you start with uh, your book shares a profound evidence that a large part of combating cancer begins with healing the metabolism? Right. And it starts with the mitochondria. So can you talk about that? Yes. Yeah, so have you or your guests in the past reviewed that topic with uh, with your audience before? We've talked about the mitochondria, but it doesn't mean that you can't give us a refresher. Okay. All right. Well, good. So ultimately, the mitochondria are the core to health. Uh, you can live without food for a few months, some people longer. You can live without water for up to, up to a week or so. But if your mitochondria just disappeared, you'd be dead in seconds. Uh, they're essentially are the powerhouses of the cell. They create cellular energy as the currency exchange to catalyze all these metabolic processes. So um, I was aware of this, as most physicians are, but never really fully appreciated the impact these had on disease and uh, that there are really specific, targeted, precise strategic interventions that one can do to optimize mitochondrial function. Uh, What catalyzed my recent uh, interest in this topic is reading the book uh, Tripping Over the Truth by Travis Christofferson. Uh, Basically, one in two of your male aunts and one in three of your women will come down with cancer in their lifetime. And I am not talking mm. about skin cancer, This is the most common cause. I'm talking about more serious, deadly cancers. Mm. So there's virtually no one listening to this that doesn't isn't either personally affected or have someone they know or love who's affected by cancer. 1,600 people a day, every day in the United States alone are dying from cancer. Mm. And it's my contention that the vast majority, probably 1,500 of those 1,600, didn't need to die prematurely because they were unaware of simple strategies. And it turns out it's not just cancer. It's heart disease, which is currently the leading cause of death in the United States, but will be replaced by cancer by the end of the decade. And then diabetes and obesity and neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and ALS. These are all epidemic diseases that are really crippling us as a culture. And then then we go to the other end of the spectrum and you look at autism. The projections are one in three, one in two children born in the next generation will have autism. I mean, if that happens, our country cannot survive. It is simply pragmatically impossible to survive when half the kids are autistic. It's not going to happen because each one of those children require more than one adult to take care of them. 
So it's it's a devastating potential future we have unless we address these issues at the core. And it's hard to get down to a more fundamental metabolic physiological parameter than improving your mitochondrial function. Absolutely. You know, a, a statistic that you put in your book that was just like blew my mind was the fact that mitochondria account for approximately 10% of your body weight. Mm-hmm. What? Absolutely mind-blowing. And and they what do they do? They as I said, they produce ATP, adenosine triphosphate. And most people aren't aware that you that's the energy currency of your body without it you're dead in seconds, but you produce your body weight in ATP every day. So if you're 170 pounds, you are making 170 pounds of ATP. That's a lot of ATP. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then the other thing is, is they are also responsible, especially for cancer, they're responsible for a process called apoptosis or cellular death so that they go in there and their garbage cleaners, they get rid of the damaged and defective cells and then um, stimulate the repair process. And then they're also with themselves really important metabolic signalers. So they have a whole variety of functions that uh, contribute to your health. That's just one of the reasons why this book is so powerful in talking about healing the metabolism, because you just said something that it helps to uh, modulate and control apoptosis. That's one of the underlying things when you see tumors, for example, that program Mm -hmm. cell death is faulty, right? And it's not working. And it's largely because of this circling back to what's going on with the mitochondria. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to talk about, well, the, the book is named Fat for Fuel. So mm-hmm. how does dietary fat play into this uh, whole equation with your mitochondria? It's a great question. It, 95% of the energy stored in your body is stored in the form of fat. Uh, it's, we need it. It's definitely part of it, that, uh, part of a healthy lifestyle to be able to have fat and to use it. The problem is that the vast majority of people in the United States currently do not have the, ability, the metabolic flexibility to burn fat as fuel. They, could, they really can only burn glucose, sugar, as their primary fuel. Uh, and that will keep, keep them around, but uh, it, it, unfortunately, they will die prematurely from a variety of different chronic diseases and, and not be very comfortable in the process, uh, miserable for most people. And uh, it's one of the primary reasons why people become overweight. Uh, two, two, two out of three of Americans are overweight. So this, the strategy is to have people go on something called a ketogenic diet, which I'm sure you've heard of before. But here's the key, Sean. It's not forever. It's only short term, which is a quite significant distinction from many other people who are promoting ketogenic approaches. Yeah. Uh, so, and it might just be for a few weeks. It might be a few months or maybe even longer, depending on how metabolically crippled the person is. Mm. This is bringing up something that we just talked about recently, which is uh, carb cycling. Right. Yes. And, and having things to not be consistent. So, yeah, I see you nodding your head. Can you talk about that? Well, and, and actually, it, it applies to almost other nutrients. In, in the intro, you were talking yeah. about the mushroom supplement that you're using. And I'm sure it's a great supplement, but it's not something you want to use every day. Right. You want to cycle it. Exactly. So, you don't, you know, otherwise, you have a problem. So, the, the ketogenic diet can perform miracles in people. It has, it continued, it will continue to do, it will help people get over cancers, heart disease, you know, all the diseases I mentioned previously. But the problem is, if you use it long term, you will become a metabolic cripple. It will, because your body is is in starvation mode and that is not what you want. So once you obtain the ability, the metabolic flexibility to burn fat as a fuel, and you know this because 
one of the types of fat that's produced when you have this ability is a is a very small water water soluble fat. It's called ketones, and there's three of them, and you can actually easily measure this in your blood a bit expensively for about four dollars a test, uh, not including the cost of the meter. Or you can use a breath analyzer, which measures breath acetone, and you can easily check that, which is a bit more cost effective. And once you're able to burn uh, these fats, then you made that transition, uh, then you can do the carb cycling. Uh, so typically, there's well, there's another important pathway that we didn't talk about yet, which is really one of the main criminals for apoptosis, which is mTOR. Yes. And I'm sure you've, you've talked about in the past, that's mechanistic target of rapamycin. And that is the one that really shuts down apoptosis. And it's really catalyzed by protein. So the protein and the carbs, I think, kind of go hand in hand. You really want to keep your protein levels low, your carb levels low, I would say three, four, five days a week. It depends on you. It depends on your training, what your what your goals are in life. But then once or twice, maybe even three times a week, especially on the days that you're strength training. And I think that's a really important discipline for everyone. It's something I didn't adopt till later in my life. But uh, like, give me an example. Yesterday, yesterday I was was a strength training day for me, so I was doing some deadlifts and actually did lifted three three plates yesterday, which is nice for me. Let's go! And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I can see Jade's got some good biceps there. Too. <laughs> I was I was honoring you actually, yeah. but thank you. <laughs> yeah. So. Do it. So that was it. So when I came home, I had like 20 grams of whey protein concentrate protein and uh, uh, some really some good berries and a nice big sweet potato. So, you know, I had maybe 100, 125 grams of net carbs and a net carb is a total carb minus fiber and uh, felt great. And you would think. You would think your glucose. Le- you having all those carbohydrates, you think your glucose level would rise. Right. It's actually the, this paradox because when you have low insulin levels, one of the primary functions of insulin is to shut down your liver's ability to produce glucose. It's a process called hepatic gluconeogenesis. And so if you have really low insulin levels, your blood sugar will start to rise, which is not good. So the answer isn't eating less carbs. The answer is to have some more carbs in that condition and your blood sugar actually drops. Which is, uh, which is a real interesting phenomenon. So, but if you did it every day, it'd be a problem. So you, you cycle it a few days a week. How many, how many days a week are you carb cycling, John? Uh, generally, <laughs> I'll do a carb kind of refeed three days a week. Tops. Okay. Yep. Yeah. You brought to our attention something called the metabolic ability to pull the energy from fat. And if 95% of our energy is stored in our fat, we definitely got to tap into that wealth of opportunity there. I love that not only can we make a difference if we want to employ these simple strategies to keep from getting sick, can it also help to reverse and get us back to a natural, normal state? Yeah, there are a number of people who are using these strategies as the best biological approach to put the brakes on the aging process. Because we're all aging. There's no question. So and, and as the older you get, the more important this issue becomes. So when you're 20, 30 years old, you're invincible. And that's why you take drugs and go on motorcycles and kill yourself <laughs> prematurely. But as you get wiser and older, you realize that abiding by these natural biological process will optimize your physiology and keep you along and improve not only your lifespan, the age at which you'll die, but your health span, the age at which you're vital, healthy, and mobile and have all the energy you need to accomplish what you want to achieve. That's fascinating. That's and you just uh, basically drilled down and summarized 
all of the uh, Tom Cruise movies there with the <laughs> drinking the drugs and the motorcycle. So, you know, this is really cool because uh, fats have been vilified for so long. And you know this and you've been one of the main like way before anybody was talking about this stuff. You were really out there setting the record straight with this. And I, I would love if you talk a little bit about where this message got crossed up. I mean, I remember uh, fat. When I would think of fat, I would think of things like Crisco, you know, and I wouldn't think about healthy fats. Like, I just kind of lumped them all together. So can you talk a little bit about where we got confused? Well, uh, we have been confused as a, as a nation. I certainly was. Uh, I, was on, I adopted the low-fat craze for three decades before I really understood what was going on. And so did many other of my contemporaries who were really well-intentioned physicians, but we just were clueless because we were confused and deceived and manipulated. Uh, the confusion started, most people believe, due to a nutrition researcher, a prominent researcher named Ansel Keys in the mid-50s, who uh, really, is, many people believe, is responsible for the low-fat diet. And in some ways, he was correct because in the mid-50s, there was really an epidemic of heart disease in the United States that didn't exist in the 1800s. Uh, and that epidemic, I believe, was in fact due to fats, but it was due to the wrong type of fats. They were having vegetable oils, industrialized processed oils, trans fats like Crisco, hydrogenated vegetable oils. So these were the fats, but they just vilified, they plumped them all together and they replaced these fats with sugar, which had disastrous consequences. And now we realize that yes, Fats are dangerous if you have the wrong ones. You don't want to have heated oils. You want to have processed vegetable oils. I suspect a lot of your, and let me give you an example, a common mistake that many people make, at least when I lecture, this is, you know, I lecture to some pretty bright audiences and a lot of people are making this mistake, is I ask them how many people are ha have some flaxseed oil in their house? And a lot of people raise their hand. They think, well, great, it's omega-3 fat. You know, it's a vegetable oil. It's really good for me. Well, the answer is you would think it's good. I tell them if you, if you can think of a neighbor or a relative that you don't like, give them that flaxseed oil. <laughs> because it's oxidized, it's damaged. Mm. It's, these omega-3 fats are highly perishable. And fla is flaxseed oil, flax seeds, are they good? Absolutely. I pretty much have them almost every day. Not much, just a tablespoon, and I soak them overnight, yeah. and then I grind them up in my smoothie. Mm. But they're great for you, but you don't want to have it as an extracted oil. Right. So the refrigeration doesn't. Uh, it slows it down, but it's not as good as getting it fresh from the seeds. I right. mean, you, if you're going to get seed oils, get them from the seeds. Yeah. So I have pumpkin seeds, chia, uh, black sesame, black cumin seeds, you know, which are important sources of omega-6 and omega-3. We need omega-6. Most, uh, I mean, it's an essential fat. Most of us get too much, but you still need some. And it's best to get it from healthy seeds and nuts, too. Absolutely. And that's really what I do. Uh, for the majority is and i've been doing this for a long time you know having the flaxseed just kind of soaking in my refrigerator i'll take a mm -hmm. tablespoon out throw it into something and uh there you go that's definitely the best method to to yeah. get something like that thank you for for sharing that and it's the least expensive right it's so cheap too so cheap yeah. just you make know, sure they're organic that's all yes so let's circle back because i just want to say something in, in a uh, just to piggyback on what you were talking about earlier and the fact of cycling things in our lives, because I think that far too often we get something that's working for us and we beat it to the ground and we start mm -hmm. to notice different things aren't working as well as they did before. Uh, even if we're talking about something like coffee, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. the first time you have it, it's like, 
Yes, like the, the lights come come on and then before you know it you've got to knock down four cups just to get a minor buzz right mm-hmm. and so if you cycle things and that's what I do as at the top of the show I mentioned this I cycle even the medicinal mushroom elixirs you know I'm not using just hammering down I love reishi boom 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 mm-hmm. until I'm reishi'd out you know and same thing with our uh, nutrient sources because of this fact we've evolved having a wide variety of foods because we had no choice right things change depending on the time of year. But today we have this really interesting ability to uh, bring in, you know, outside sources to basically you can have an avocado every day and every night for the rest of your life. I love avocados, but is that natural? Nah, not so much, mm-hmm. you know. So just being able to point to that and just understand how about we make it a strategy to employ some variety, right? Consciously employ some variety, not just with our food sources, but the macronutrients specifically, you know, that ratio, Right. And I think that it can do a lot of benefit for your metabolism. And Dr. McCole agrees. So that's a huge check. There we go. Well, what would be a good formula with that, you guys? Well, I actually gave this process a name and I called it feast, famine, cycling. And because you are obviously very fit and that's a big part of your life. And I suspect many of your audiences, too. I've developed a, a fitness analogy. So we all know that when you exercise, it's vital. You've got to do it if you want to stay healthy, you want to be optimally healthy. No, no one's going to argue that. But they won't also argue, also argue that when you exercise, you injure, you damage yourself. There's no question about it. Right. So the magic of the benefits of exercise actually come in the recovery, right? Yes. Because if you exercise all the time, you'd beat yourself up, you'd dig a, you'd dig a hole deeper and deeper, and you would, you would get hurt, injured, and sick. No question. So you've got to recover. So similarly, if you were to fast all the time, you're going to get incredible benefits. No question about it. But at some point, it's going to be too much. Right. So the feasting, which is two, three times a week like you're doing, uh, is when is sort of the equivalent of the recovery mode. Mm-hmm. It's really when the metabolic magic happens. But you don't get the benefit if you haven't fasted. Just like you can recover all the time, but you'll never get any benefits if you haven't exercised. All so right. this, the, it's a metabolic stress that your body needs, and then you recover, and that's actually in the recovery is when you gain the benefits. So the recovery, the metabolic magic actually happens in the feasting mode. I love that. And this just really brings up to mind for me, like when you're talking about that, this whole idea of catabolic versus anabolic, and we mm-hmm. think that this catabolism is such a problem, it, it's part of the process. You know, you need both. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So and the same thing is happening with the mitochondria. We need certain things in place for that kind of that fire right. to be lit, you know. And um, but some of the other things that we talk about uh, on the show is they're paralleled in your book in such a beautiful way. And I would love to dive in more and talk about some of the other things that are critical to mitochondria health. And we're going to do that right after this quick break. We'll be right back. Massive research is now pouring in with this blossoming field of science and nutrition called nutrigenomics. And this field is studying how every single molecule of food that you eat impacts your genetic expression. So we're literally talking about how your body appears, your health or lack thereof. All of this is going to be determined by every single molecule of food that you eat. So whether it's a banana or a donut or a hot pocket, whatever it might be, we have to be in tune with the fact that this is going to impact what genes are getting expressed. And there are genes like the FTO gene, for example, that has been found to be this, quote, fat gene and have a high propensity towards obesity. If you carry this gene, 
Now, you can silence these genes by making sure that you're eating real foods that are in alignment with your own genetic integrity. The basis of that needs to be from earth-grown nutrients, things that your body actually recognizes as real food that you have a history with, that your ancestors have a history with, not things that have been invented in the laboratory like last week. All right, so we wanna make sure that we're eating real food that are from earth-grown nutrients. And this is why I love Onnit so much. This is why they are family. This is why I endorse them so powerfully because they are part of my life. They're a part of my family's life. And I wanna make sure that you head over to onnit.com forward slash model. That's O-N-N-I-T.com forward slash model. And you're gonna get 10% off all of their health and human performance supplements. I'm a huge fan of the Hemp Force Protein. I've been using it for many years. It's one of my favorite things in the world. I give this to my kids as well, and this is one of the things that I love to have post-workout. Now, hemp is based on some powerful amino acids, some powerful protein building blocks like albumin, which is a very soft globular protein that's very easy to digest, plus edestin. And this is a unique protein compound that's found in hemp that might be the most bioavailable, usable protein for the human body. Crazy, right? So a lot of people today are hearing about the benefits of hemp, hemp seeds and hemp protein and, and hemp oil, things like that. We want to make sure, again, that you're getting organic and that it's made with integrity, right? So that this cold process, so that you're actually able to get the nutrients that you're looking for in this kind of protein powder, protein cake that you're getting with Hemp Force Protein from Onnit. So they've got multiple flavors. They've got the Chaco Maca. They've got the Vanilla Acai. And they also have a brand new recovery protein that adds in the powerful component of colostrum, which has every single amino acid, every polysaccharide, AKA essential sugar, and every essential fatty acid right there in it. These powerful building blocks, growth factors, every growth factor that influences your body's metabolism is there in that recovery protein. So make sure that you're checking that out as well. Super powerful stuff. Also has immune factors to help fortify your immune system. Just great stuff. And they've got exercise equipment, tons of great foods. Head over, check them out today. Onnit.com forward slash model. O-N-N-I-T dot com forward slash M-O-D-E-L for 10% off. Now back to the show. All right, we are back and we're talking with the one and only Dr. Joseph Mercola about his brand new book, Fat for Fuel. And this is so fascinating. And now we're going to switch gears and talk about some of the other things that are critical to your mitochondria health. And I want to talk about, first of all, a specific mineral that you talk about in your book that can be a bit of a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, potentially. So can you talk about what that is? Sure. It's a mineral that's commonly viewed as an important nutrient to take as a supplement because we're, we're told it will improve our energy level. That mineral is iron. And yes, some people need it. If you're a woman and you're still having your periods, you're menstruating, or you are a child under 16, then you probably would benefit from some form of regular iron use or maybe even a supplement if you're not getting it from your food. But if you're not, if you're a male over 16 to 18, or if you're a postmenopausal woman, then there's a high likelihood that this iron is actually triggering the generation of excess 
free radicals. And what is a free radical? It's it's an, essentially an, a molecule with an unpaired electron. And free radicals are normal. They're actually important. If you didn't have them, you'd be dead too. They're like the mitochondria. They have the really important metabolic signaling mo- molecules. Right. But excess free radicals are very damaging. And uh, what I neglected to mention in the difference between the sugar and the fat as fuel, one of the reasons why fat is so much better to burn is it burns cleaner. These ketones burn far more efficiently. They generate far less reactive oxygen species and then secondary free free radicals. Mm. And the free radicals can damage your mitochondrial cell membranes, proteins, and DNA and cellular structures too. So that's why we want to lower it. So when your iron levels are high, and I'll define that in a moment in the test you can use to identify that. Uh, there's this process where there's these electrons get transported, and one of these reactive intermediates is hydrogen peroxide. And when you have high iron levels, the high, that catalyzes the formation to hydroxyl free radical, which is the most potent and dangerous free radical we know of. So essentially what that means is if you have high iron, you're going to cause reactive oxygen species, and that's something you can easily control. You, all you have to do, and you can even don't even need a doctor's order for this, you can go online and order this is called ferritin, F-E-R-R-I-T-I-N. And it's a lab test. It's typically under $50. And your blood test should be about the same number as your optimal vitamin D. And we're not going to talk a lot about vitamin D because most people know about it now. But the, the optimal range for that is 40 to 60 nanograms per milliliter. And that's about the same range it is for optimal ferritin levels. So, uh, if you are high, and I don't know if you've had your test done, Sean, but if you haven't, I would highly recommend it, uh, then it's not that you need to take a supplement. In fact, there's really no supplement we know that works relatively well. Right. But the simple thing is to donate your blood. And 50% of people can't donate a, their blood for a variety of reasons. And then all they need is an order from their doctor or, e, or even if they have a friend that can essentially draw a little blood out of them. And that's even better than donating your blood because when you donate your blood, it's a pint. It's a little bit too much to be donating. So I've, I've actually had this problem and I, I self-phlebotomize because I'm a physician. I can draw my own blood. Uh, but, you know, if, if you know a, a phlebotomist as a friend, they can do it for you, too. And you just take two to four ounces on a regular basis until you get that ferritin level in the sweet spot. Perfect. You know, there, of course, people just go to Dr. Google and uh, there are labs like all over the place. Yes. Uh, my most recent test, because, you know, I'll ship it out to a physician who's on the level with me. And mm-hmm. uh, it's been about a year. So now you just kind of encourage me to go and get my numbers looked at again. Um, so that's so fascinating. And so and we also don't think about that. I think. Probably guys are going to be a little bit more likely to have issues with higher iron. Is that right? Yes, because most women until the age of 50 or so are losing blood every month. So right. they're what the, the primary source of iron is is in the hemoglobin, which is in the middle of the red blood cell. It's responsible for transporting oxygen and, and, and carbon dioxide. So when you're losing it every month then it's not an issue. And it's interesting too, if you look at these studies that evaluate people who do donate their blood two or three times a year, they live much longer, they have less heart disease and less cancer. So you know what we call that in Chicago? What's that? A clue. We have a clue. (laughs) I love that. So uh, we also- For women though, and a greater understanding of what our cycles contribute to our well-being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and in fact, you know, this is sort of another example of my brainwashing. Uh, (laughs) One of the beliefs in the 80s was that the reason that women died of less heart disease than men was because of their hormones, the estrogen. So uh, there was a strong- uh, push to implement 
estrogen replacement therapy. Mm-hmm. And I actually was a paid sponsor by the drug companies. They used to fly me around the country speaking to doctors about estrogen replacement therapy. And now, of course, in the early 2000s, all the studies showed it was just terrible. You should have never done it. But it turns out the primary reason that the women have less heart disease than men is because they're losing blood every month. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. You know, this is the value of talking to with, with Dr. Mercola because mm-hmm. he's been on both sides of the equation at an extremely high level. Yeah. And bringing all of this data back to us is such a, a, a value. And uh, another thing that you talk about in the book outside of the realm of the nutrition, which you outline just so well and providing a guide for what our nutrition should look like for it's, it's in particular combating cancer, which I want to come back to in a moment. But you talk about other ways to improve mitochondrial health. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about light therapy. Mm, that's great. And I make, make sure we talk about, have a little time to talk about cold thumbogenesis too, which is another important one. Perfect. But light therapy is one of my passions, it's, or photobiology or even photobiomodulation. And uh, so what the heck does that mean? It means that <laughs> most of us benefit. The bottom line here is we, we really need to be in the sun. And I, I moved to Florida so I could do that. I typically walk every day 90 minutes in the sun and the time depends because in the summer I'll walk early in the morning in the winter I walk around solar noon but uh, we we all know of course that's going to improve your vitamin D levels really an important hormone really isn't a vitamin it's a hormone that that influences about 10% of your genes positively if it's in the right levels and negatively if it's not so uh, I haven't taken an oral vitamin D supplement in over 10 years and my vitamin D levels are 70, 70 to 90 typically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can do it just with the sun. That is the ideal way. When you swallow it, now if you can't have access to the sun, then probably you're gonna to have to swallow something, but you have to understand that vitamin D is also a marker of ultraviolet B exposure. And when you swallow a pill, you are faking your body out. You're telling it to be exposed to the sun and you haven't. Will you get some of the metabolic benefits? Certainly, but you're going to deprive it of others. And I think you are you are in some way sabotaging your health when you take the vitamin D instead of getting it the way you were designed to. So what are the other benefits of sun exposure? Well, people don't realize there's also red light, there's yeah. near, mid, and far infrared, and they have very important consequences, especially the red and the near infrared. Yeah. They uh, resonate with a, one of the proteins, the electron transport chain in the inner mitochondrial cell membrane, which is cytochrome C oxidase. And these wavelengths actually put energy into the mitochondria and allow them to produce mito- uh, ATP more efficiently. So it's a powerful, simple, free strategy that you can use just by exposing yourself to light. So that's on the positive side. And we're not talking about, you know, you just have to figure your life structure out uh, to do that. Now, even if you lived in Florida or the Middle East or, or Africa, if you, I mean, you potentially have exposure to the sunshine, but if you're inside working all day while the sun is out, you're not going to get the benefit. You have to be outside with not much clothing on to reap the reward. And the darker your skin is, uh, you know, from Middle Easterners or African-Americans, the the more important this becomes because that the color of your skin is due to this melanin pigment, which actually filters out the sunshine. So you actually need more exposure to get the benefits of the sun exposure. Exactly. Wow. You know, the the melanin is sort of like a built-in sunscreen in a way mm-hmm. that uh, humans evolved with. And as people migrated north, that pigment began, began to fade away, right? To make it so that you can pull in more of the sunlight. 
And so here's the question, though, Dr. McCauley. There's a large percentage of people who are listening who are in colder climates or climates that don't have uh, as many days of, you know, ideal sun exposure. So what are some of the strategies for them? Well, uh, you can vacation in warm places (laughs) and that will help because you do store some of this and then you could access the the, ultraviolet B is kind of tricky because the FDA, the FTC, this, you know, almost all dermatologists advise against it because they think it's going to increase the risk of skin cancer. And while it does do this slightly, it doesn't increase the dangerous skin cancer, melanoma, which will kill you. It increases the typically benign skin cancers like squamous cell and basal cell carcinoma. And that's easily addressed. That's one thing. But then you could also use strategies like exposing yourself to red light and near infrared. And there are some interesting security illuminators and that's the keyword security illuminator that you could type in on amazon and pick up for 60 70 dollars or even less these led infrared near infrared that about 850 nanometers and you can use that to nourish your skin you know Mm -hmm. basically it it doesn't work through clothing you have to do it on bare skin but that's a a simple way that you can do it in fact i've interviewed dr michael hamblin who's one of the experts in the world on photobiomodulation out of harvard and he was relating stories where they would use this simply by putting it on a person's kidneys for people who are on the kidney transplant list and they would recover and not need a kidney transplant so it has and, and they're using it to reverse alzheimer's disease so simple strategies like this and why does it work I already told you it improves mitochondrial function. Mitochondria are the key. You've got to understand it. You want to, and most physicians don't get this. They will in the next few years, and and focus on these strategies to improve mitochondrial function. So this puts me in the mind frame, wondering about um, when you talked about the UVB and that kind of phototherapy, utilizing different lights. What about mm-hmm. tanning beds? Well, I believe they're okay. You just have to be careful. Uh, And most tanning beds don't have the balancing radiation you get from the sun, which is the the near-infrared, far-infrared, and the red. So ideally, you'd want to use them all together because the UVB actually increases uh, reactive oxygen species, which can be beneficial, but when you get it from the sun, it's balanced with the other frequencies, which you don't get with the tanning bed. So the sun is far better, no comparison. Got it. Yes, definitely. So now we've got uh, a nice little tool belt, some things to add to your superhero utility belt Mm -hmm. for phototherapy, for some light therapy, if you do find yourself in spots. But I think the best recommendation, again, like you just said, you store it. So vacationing, get a little bit of time in the sun. I know that you personally, you worked in Chicago for a long time. So it was like, whoa. And for you. And and then for 10 years, I would spend like six weeks in Hawaii in the winter, Chicago winters, but it was never enough. And I just, you know, I hated the, the commute and it's, it's a huge time difference. So it would hard to communicate with my team. So I would just moved to Florida. It was so much easier. I'm glad I did. Yeah. That, and that speaks to everybody doing what's best for you in your mm-hmm. particular, like, where do you rank these things? You know, for Dr. McCuller, his his health is a high priority, right? So the best thing for your health is to put yourself in position to get more adequate sun exposure, you know, and also another thing um, during, and I would love if you talk about this as well. I talk about this in my book, Sleep Smarter, but I do talk about the importance of having a very specific light period and dark period. Mm-hmm. And part of this uh, light exposure, you know, just even ambient light being in the room, that's helpful for certain triggers with your, um, your, your biological rhythms. Okay. And, but being by, but however, getting light exposure 
through a window. What's the problem with that? Let's talk about that. Well, I basically, I don't want to beat a dead horse because you've done a very good job of it. And I've read your book and I, it was really well done. So congratulations on that. And I, I, I echo your sentiments. You need to be in absolute complete darkness. You should not, there should not be a photon of light in there. You shouldn't be able to see anything. Obviously, any light coming through is going to suppress melatonin. But you know, another thing that really you didn't address in the book that's, that's important are frequencies that you can't see. Now, yes. what the heck am I talking about? Yeah. I am talking about your Wi-Fi router, your cell phone towers, and uh, basically portable phones. So what can you do? There's a simple strategy that I don't talk, talk about in the book, but I'm going to share with you and your listeners now, and that you can get these. Uh, there's a there's a material called natural, just like N-A-T-U-R-E-L-L. I think it's made in Switzerland. And you could it's basically a thin sheer fabric that looks like shears uh, that you mm-hmm. have with drapes. Mm-hmm. And you can make a canopy over your bed. Okay? And it will shield out all of these frequencies so that you are not sleeping only in the dark, you are sleeping in electromagnetic dark canopy so that you're not these signals actually communicate with your mitochondria and they cause mitochondrial dysfunction this is not well known it's not even well studied but there's a number of really profoundly well done animal studies that support this so you really want to not be exposed to this uh this these electromagnetic frequencies during your sleep just like you want to sleep in darkness you want emf darkness too yeah and there there are actually plenty of human uh, examples, court cases, right, that are showing these issues. And so many of us don't realize it yet, but this stuff is pretty well documented already. And I do actually mention that in the resources of the book, funny okay. enough, as something as a bed cover, you know, because of the springs being an antenna. Well, it's not a cover. It's it's a canopy. Right. That's you know, smarter. The, yeah. It's over the entire bed. It's like almost like mosquito netting. In a way, yeah. So instead, instead of instead of uh, limiting the exposure to mosquitoes, you're limiting these dangerous EMF radiation. So powerful, dangerous nice. over time. Anything you can right. you can pretty much compensate for anything over a short term, but the long term, you're looking at troubles. The mm. thing is, we don't know. Like humans, we're playing with things that we don't know the long term implications. You know, and they've made so many different wonderful, valuable things happen in our life. But what does this do to us? long term what does this do to us as a species we don't know we're Mm. in a big old human experiment we do know cell phone radiation increases the likelihood of mid mid brain tumors especially in small children right so and kids are growing up with this stuff Mm. so and many of the it'll say right on the phone box like don't put this directly to your head right like hold it a few inches from your head who does that right and but these are things that thanks to dr mercola putting this information out there and all the research to back it up. It really makes it a lot easier for us to understand this thing. So let's shift gears here. Oh, by the way, the sunlight through the window blocks out a certain spectrum. Uh, I think oh, yeah, it's- it, blocks out, it blocks out UVB. Yes, exactly. So, you, so if, if you're sitting in front of a window all day thinking you're going to get increase your vitamin D levels, you're not. You actually get UVA, which increases the risk of cancer. So you actually increase your risk of cancer. Now, it's good for other things because oh, not direct sunlight, but you know the other frequencies are beneficial to your retinal health. And speaking of that, when sunset comes, when the sun goes down for literally however long you believe humans have been on this planet, the only light exposure humans had up to about 100, 150 years ago was thermal light, fire, candles, right? So now we have 
artificial lights, LEDs, fluorescents, which are very harmful. They are nothing like thermal light sources and they are very high in blue. So when the sunlight comes out, when the sun goes down, you can get yourself a pair of uh, UVEX makes some blue blockers on Amazon for like $9 or $8 that are blue blockers. But even better would be the, the red glasses because that blocks out even more frequency so that you see the world. And essentially, it's kind of like black. Instead of black and white, it's red and white. Right. <laughs> Just really. That's but some... that, when it's, that's what I do now. I used to wear the blue blockers, but now when the sun goes down, my red blockers are on. But they're not, they don't block red. They block more than blue. They block the green and the yellow, too. Yeah, that's some daredevil stuff there, <laughs> Dr. Mercola. Yeah. Be an instant superhero. I see the world in fire. So uh, let's shift gears and talk about, you mentioned cold thermogenesis. So let's talk yes. about that. Well, that is, and you've talked about it on your show before, I'm sure, right? Yeah, we did an entire show dedicated to it. So we'll put okay, it in the show good. notes. Yeah, put it in the show notes. But, you know, it's an important strategy that many people forget about. But I don't know if you discussed in your show that one of the reasons it works is it increased something called brown adipose tissue yes. or even beige adipose tissue or BAT for short. Bat, bat. And uh, that's a what, what is what is that? Why is it brown? Why is it beige? Why is it not white or yellow like your regular fat? Do you know why? Tell us. Well, it's because it's mitochondrial dense. Ooh, oh, let's go. The, the mitochondria. Those all are mitochondria in there. What do you think it is? Yeah, that's why. And so you're, you're strengthening your mitochondrial population, your body's ability to create this energy source. So important. I just interviewed Scott Carney, who wrote the book, What Doesn't Kill Us, who is an investigative journalist initially hired by Playboy to debunk Wim Hof. And uh, mm. he, he did some interesting stories. He wound up adopting the strategies, and he really gives a very compelling uh, story to have us adopt a strategy to get out of our comfort zone. You know, for humans, for the last 50, 100 years, we've lived in this contr climate-controlled environment, you know, that's very rarely altered. So we need expo exposure to the extremes to be metabolically healthy. And to avoid the cold is, is really co highly counterproductive. Now, living in Florida, you know, it does get, I live in north central Florida, so it gets a little bit cold in the winter, and the, my pool does drop down into the 40s in the winter. So, but, uh, you know, with, with time, I gradually learned, trained my body to go into that. It was actually quite refreshing and comfortable. My ears would get a little cold in the 40s, but, but it, you feel so good coming out of it, and it really does enormously beneficial uh, uh, interventions to your body and primarily increasing the bat, the, the brown and the beige adipose tissue. Right. And <laughs> as we talked about on the show, there are some great um, brain implications for brain mm -hmm. health. But with the brown adipose tissue, and I don't know if you know this, Dr. Dr. Mercola, but this is so fascinating that melatonin, and this was in the journal Pineal Research, increases your body's levels of brown adipose tissue as well. That's good. Super That's crazy stuff. Yeah. And so it's amazing how all this connects. You know, you do the right things and yep. your body just pushes pushes the pathways in the right direction. You that don't have that. to know the details. It does it for you. Yeah, exactly. So that encourages us to number one, make sure that we're getting in a total dark cycle because you're gonna get a boost in your melatonin, thus this brown adipose tissue, which is mitochondria dense. Thanks to Dr. McCola sharing that with us. And also uh, getting some cold exposure, you know, being proactive at uh, doing that. And I promise you, the thing is, <laughs> and I've, I've seen the messages from people <laughs> like, Sean, I did it today. I did the first coach. And they're just like, you know, but they enjoy it. But then some other people are like, I don't know about that one. Right. 
And I well, promise you, it gets easier when you start doing it. You become adjusted in, in a really interesting you, way. You could, the simple way is to use your shower. So, yeah. you know, but it's so hard to turn it on cold, you know, all the way out. And you, do, and you alternate between cold and warm, mm-hmm. maybe at 20, 30 seconds and all maybe in nine cycles and, and on cold. And that's a really simple, easy way to get the cold thermogenesis going. So do you ever do the full body cryotherapy? No, I do full body exposure in my pool, <laughs> you know, 42 degrees, which is pretty darn cold. Actually, when you take the heat out, these mitochondrial proteins in the electron transfer torrent, you decrease the distance between them. So not only do you increase the mitochondria numbers in the, in the brown adipose tissue, but you increase the efficiency of the mitochondria in your entire body. Mm. They work better. They create ATP more efficiently. That's why you feel so good after you do it. Wow. That's so interesting. <laughs> Um, another thing that I want to cover for sure, I don't, I don't want to gloss over this. You talk about grounding in the yes. book and how impactful that can be as well with your, with your mitochondria. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, grounding is uh, a process where you're connected to the earth. And why is that useful? Well, the earth is really has a surplus of electrons and electrons are really useful. We love electrons. That's what we need. And it's easy to get them from the earth. And for the, for our ancestors used to do it all the time because we were connected and grounded to the earth all the time. We didn't have an insulator. Most people wear shoe, shoes nowadays or they're living inside. So they rarely connect to the earth. So when you do connect to the earth, there's a lot of magic, metabolic magic that happens. One of the primary things is you increase the charge or decrease the charges around your red blood cells, the zeta potential, so that they're less likely to clump together and your blood flows more freely and less likely to cause a clot, a blood clot or a stroke or a heart attack. So that's one benefit. It also decreases inflammation. So a simple way that you can do this is to sleep on a, a sheet that has like silver impregnated threads that, that's attached to a ground and ideally uh, the ground is attached to the ground outside. You could use it to the electrical circuit in your house, but if you have dirty electricity, which is another form of uh, EMF pollution, then that could be somewhat problematic. Uh, and ideally, but you, you know, this is why I walk on the beach because I'm walking right at the edge of the water where this grounding is just about optimal and you got the sun on going. And the sun is a source of photons, which are positive. So you, you've got the photons coming in, you're grounded on the bottom and you're in the middle. So you're creating this powerful biological circuit that really does, uh, it has enormous ben- metabolic benefits for your body. Yeah, this, and I would love to hear a little bit more insight on this. But there's a lot of implications for health, like he talked about, uh, especially with inflammation. And that can be and I want you to come back and talk about cortisol in relationship to mitochondria. But I want to share this quickly with everybody is a study. And this was from 2004. And it found that patients who were grounded during sleep had reduced nighttime levels of cortisol in an overall normalization of cortisol secretion during the day. So kind of did a cortisol reset for them. So are there, there's probably obviously an implication with cortisol being a potential issue with the function of our mitochondria. Can you talk about that? I don't know that it's been studied specifically, but it's it's just like you alluded to earlier. When you, with a melatonin, when you implement these strategies, you push your holes, all your pathways into the positive healthy benefits. So it's not only cortisol, there's there's dozens of other hormones. There's a very complex relationship between all of them, but you optimize them. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to play God and do these, take these hormone supplements or hormone precursors and figure it out. You just need to implement these natural strategies and your body will take care of it for you. It knows, it wants you to be healthy. You are never designed to be coming down with disease 
you know, we've been blessed with the ab- ability to be healthy. The problem is we almost all of us are sabotaging it by ignoring these natural strategies that we were designed, we were created to uh, optimize with. I mean, we've given, we're, we've got all the better. We all have everything we need. We just have to access it. We don't have to take drugs and you know capitulate to the the uh, traditional and conventional medical system. Oh my goodness! You know what? This is just blowing my mind on so many levels, and just the affirmation that you deliver for everybody um, with grounding specifically. What are? How can we best? utilize grounding you know it's first natural first directly with the earth what surfaces mm-hmm. are going to be conductive well what surfaces aren't are asphalt or wood mm-hmm. obviously those are insulators so uh concrete wet concrete would be better but obviously the grass or the sand and there's, there's water on it, it's even better so uh, just things you know the ground if, if you can and if it, wet ground is even better that's like early morning or late evening when there's a little dew on the ground would be best so if you can't do that outside then indoors you know you want to especially like there's there's two surfaces i'm in my office a big portion of the day and i sleep at night so those are those i i stand on a, a wobble board because i you know exercise is another important part of this and sitting can be highly pernicious so i stand on this and i'm standing on a grounded platform that's hooked up outside my window to an eight foot grounding rod planted in the earth so i'm getting electrons all day long and it's pretty rare i don't wear shoes hardly ever maybe five percent of my life i'm wearing shoes when i'm traveling typically uh so you know that you're connected you know and, and when i'm walking in my, my the rest of my home isn't but i'm rarely typically at my desk or i'm sleeping one of the two <laughs> Yeah, and this is a definitely a flip from your career, you know, when you were working in uh, mm-hmm. in your clinic and working with people, you know, and again, stacking conditions in your own favor. I love that. Um, I have the same thing. I've got a grounding mat under my desk. I've got a grounding mouse pad. Uh, I've got grounding sheets. I've been using a lot of this stuff for many years as well. And, and you are standing, too. It sure looks like you're standing. I am, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so is Jay, too. <laughs> That's great. That's right. So this he introduced it, me to that. It's, it's the culture, you know, and we can impress these things upon culture as well. And uh, so on that note, one final thing I'd like to ask you about is that exercise component and movement mm-hmm. uh, with when it comes to mitochondria. So important. And so there's a whole variety of things. It really, it suppresses mTOR, keeps it low, especially if your protein levels are low when you're exercising. It also increases something called PGC1-alpha, which is a metabolic pathway, which is responsible for a process called mitochondrial biogenesis. In other words, the process that increases your mitochondria. So when you exercise, you actually increase your mitochondria. Mm. And then, of course, your brain, the BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor. So these are all, it's just... Just crucial, but you've got to combine it with recovery. Uh, actually, you know, you're, you're passionate about fitness like I am too, so I may share this with you and your audience. There's a, a physician, close personal friend of mine, Zach Bush, who developed this exercise revision that I, I never really understood. It was, it's called the nitric oxide dump. Now, you know, many people take nitric oxide supplements because it's so good at lowering blood pressure and decreasing inflammation. Well, you can actually do this with exercise and if you just he does a series of calisthenics where he does some squats 10 squats and then uh, then where you're bringing your arms up for 10 times and then doing overheads like your jumping jack but just standing still and then doing shoulder presses 
10 reps of those each each of those so that's 40 and you do that four times and you're at the end of three or four minutes you're like sweating and breathing heavy you want to breathe through your nose not your mouth and you're going to dump most of the nitric oxide in your body you do that two or three times a day and you're getting the benefit of like two or three hours of exercise and it's free it doesn't cost you anything you don't have to go to gym membership or a darn thing that doesn't mean you shouldn't do strength training or mobility training and flexibility, but you know that's a simple strategy to improve your health, and, and you still get all the metabolic benefits with the mitochondrial biogenesis. I love it. This is what I love is making it simple. You know, this doesn't require that much. It just requires strategy. You know, and all the things that Dr. McCola is doing today, he didn't start doing in the beginning. He added pieces as he went along. And it's just great to have an example and somebody who's putting out such great information that we can all take advantage of. And I would like to ask you if you could share, because the subtitle of the book is A Revolutionary Diet to Combat Cancer, Boost Brain Power and Increase Your Energy. I'd like for you to speak to the people who, as you mentioned earlier, one out of two, right? This is not a small thing. Why is it so important that they understand the information in this book if somebody's dealing with cancer or somebody they love is dealing with cancer? Well, obviously for those, I mean, how many tragic stories have each of us encountered and, you know, funerals that we've had to attend, uh, those that we've lost prematurely. I mean, everyone can think about it and probably a tear comes to your eye and it just simply doesn't have to happen. But, you know, even from a selfish perspective, I mean, why wouldn't you not only want to avoid that? It's kind of hard to get motivated to avoid something that you don't know about. But what, why wouldn't you want to feel better and healthier? Because one of the magnificent benefits of adopting a fat fuel burning strategy is that your desire for junk food disappears. It's like gone. It's not there. And you also have this incredible mental clarity. Your thinking level improves dramatically. You can remember things. Your brain works the way it was designed to. So you have loads of energy, loads of mental function, and you're avoiding the, the challenges, the arthritis, the inflammation. You're keeping your inflammation low. I mean, when you, I just challenge you. The best test that you can get for inflammation is something called a high-sensitivity CRP or C-reactive protein. And the people I've had who've uh, had check it who are doing this, I mean, it's like almost unmeasurable. Their inflammation levels are gone. They just don't have inflammation. So, diabetes disappears you know it's just their weight normalizes their their hunger cravings are gone it's just it's sort of like the magic strategy that you've always been looking for that really works i because i've been playing with diet for decades and i've never found anything more effective than this strategy mm. thank you dr mccola and uh one final question what is the model or the example that you're here to set with the way that you're living your life personally well, I think the clear message is that you want to take control of your health. Now, I'm a physician. I've got a little more uh, medical training than most people, but it doesn't matter. You know, you can learn most of the stuff I learned online. When I went to medical school, I took the last year of my residency training program, a whole year. I spent an additional year in training, and I just did searches in the library to understand preventive medicine. I had to do it by the books, and now you can do that online for free. And, you know, I had to not only find the references, then I had to go to the archives and pull out the journal, then photocopy it, and then read it. Now you can do that online. There's just great. The, the tools are there. You have the potential. If you don't understand there's communities that you can do but the key thing is that to be motivated that you can do this and then as you st as your health and your it starts to improve and your symptoms start to disappear you're you're even further catalyzed but it, you can do it that's the message is that you can totally take control of your health oh love it dr yes. mccola thank you so much for your 
passion and for your persistence. I know, oh my goodness, the amount of work and, and time and energy. And a lot of people don't realize that you've also been um, somebody who's been constantly fighting with the, you know, the, the medical establishment, you know, and them coming at you trying to pull some of these things out of public availability and just the courage to do that. I just want to say thank you for that. Can you yeah, let everybody? Welcome. Well, there, there, there's an enormous concerted, concentrated effort into discrediting anyone who's sharing this type of information because we are causing these companies, the pharmaceutical companies and others, the big food industry to lose. And I'm not exaggerating. This is not hyperbole. Tens of billions of dollars. I mean, we've got it all recorded. And when you're losing that amount of money, they're going to put a lot of energy to try to fight you. And they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a lot of cash. But you've got something greater because you're causing a reaction a response rather than a reaction that others can then team in with this and it won't be a matter of we're fighting somebody directly but we're enhancing our lives to make it better for us all indeed indeed can you let everybody know where they can pick up <laughs> fat for fuel and where they can connect with you online yeah well my website is my last name which is mercola interesting m-e-r-c-o-l-a dot com and uh you know we've got We've been on, this is our 20th year. We celebrate our 20th anniversary. So we have tens of thousands of, of articles. So if you, there's a search engine box at the top of every article and you can type in whatever your your question is and you'll typically find dozens if not hundreds of articles on something we've written about in the past. Uh, and the book is available everywhere. And Amazon is probably the simplest and easiest. If you come to fatforfuel.org, which is our website, there's a, some free bonuses there. Same price, uh, but, uh, you know, so no benefit, but you just get some free additional bonuses video seminars that i've given before so uh but it's it's a great book it's really the the best book i've written to date and it's just going to provide these tools i mean that book is such a darn good investment i'm not this is not a sales pitch but i mean i read 150 books a year because it's like one of the i mean you you've written these books you know it takes you months and years to compile this information and for 15 bucks you get all this information (laughs) it's basically free you know it's just like one of the best values you can get I totally agree. I totally agree. And we all have access to this. And Dr. McCullough, again, thank you so much for your brilliance and for your passion to share. Truly, truly appreciate it. Well, thank you for the opportunity to connect with you and Jade. Awesome. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I truly appreciate you being here. And I hope you got a lot of value out of this. Dr. McCullough took us all (laughs) over and touched on so many different things that are important for our health. And he's somebody that I would definitely turn to personally to get more information on specific subject matters, you know, relating to um, things like grounding, things like light therapy, things like cold thermogenesis, you know, things that we've talked about here on the show. He's one of the people who are adamant about scouring the internet, scouring the the data and putting together information that people can consume uh, easily. And that's why also the book, You know, like he said, like, it's crazy if we're not reading books Mm -hmm. because you're getting decades, Mm -hmm. decades of experience Mm -hmm. right here in these pages for, he's like, it's basically nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So definitely check out Fat for Fuel and check out Mercola.com if you're one of the seven people out there who have not been utilizing his website. (laughs) And a couple of the big takeaways, we've got to really mind our mitochondria. Right. Start paying attention to this. Like he blew my mind with 
the uh, brown adipose tissue right. and how valuable that can be. Mm-hmm. And also a simple thing, exercise can increase that mitochondrial density in your body. You know, you can create more of those, right? This mitochondria genesis right. takes place simply from taking action and doing that. But the functioning of those mitochondria, the support is what's most important, right? And he details the lifestyle factors and specifically the nutrition that is going to be supportive for that in the book. And if somebody that you know or yourself is struggling with uh, chronic illness, specifically cancer is what he's highlighting here in the book. This is a must read for sure. And also for all the practitioners out there, the health practitioners to have this in your utility belt to be able to serve your patients I think it's of the utmost importance. And I appreciate you so much for tuning into the show. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button so that you're staying up to date with the new episodes. And make sure that if you're in Austin, come out and hang out with me. I'll be at a very, very special meet and greet at Onnit HQ, at Onnit headquarters. And it's coming up soon. So head over there right now at themodelhealthshow.com forward slash Austin. All right. So make sure to check that out. And of course, again, make sure to pick up Fat for Fuel. Have an amazing day. I appreciate you so much. Take care, and I'll talk with you soon. And make sure for more after the show, you head over to themodelhealthshow.com. That's where you can find the show notes. And if you've got any questions or comments, make sure to let me know. And please head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and let everybody know that our show is awesome yeah. and you're loving it. Yeah. And I read all the comments, so please leave me a comment there. And take care, everybody. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help transform your life. Thanks for tuning in.